know as we continue to worship our awesome God, we're going to take some time, a short little bit of time this Good Friday to just remind each other and one another through God's word, why did Jesus have to come and die? Why is it so important for you and for me that Jesus came and indeed died for us? And why is that so important? So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be looking at two points this morning as we reflect upon that question. And we're going to be starting off in Romans chapter 3, verses 25. So if you have your Bibles with you, please open them up. And as you do that, let us open up our time as we continue to worship our awesome God in prayer. Father God, I just uh, thank you for this chance that we have, that you've enabled us to have, even though we can't gather together, Lord, I thank you for this technology that allows us to worship in this way, even if it is individually. Lord, I pray that by your word that you would glorify yourself today, Lord, and I can't make this time turn out well. So Lord, I pray that you would use this sermon to glorify your name, to bring joy to your people and salvation to the lost. And amen. So as we look at this question of why did Jesus have to come to die on this Good Friday, the answer to that question really shows us that Good Friday is indeed a good day. So in Romans chapter 3 verses 25, Paul says this, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. You know, there's this word that is used in this passage and it's called propitiation. It's not a, a word that we often use uh, today. It's actually, I don't think I ever hear anyone using that word outside of the word of God. But it's such an important word for us as we take time to reflect upon this question of, why did Jesus come and die? Because the answer to that first part, that first question is in that definition. Because Jesus came to die to take God's wrath from us. So in that first part it says, whom God put forward. The NIV actually translates it as God presented Christ. This is about God accomplishing his purposes at this time. There's no part of what Jesus went through on the cross that wasn't planned out. This was God presenting his son, Jesus Christ. I do like how the NIV does say that there. It says, God presented Christ as a sacrifice. This wasn't some sort of haphazard thing. There was a purpose and God's will will be accomplished. He will accomplish his purposes. And his purposes here was to present Christ. But as what is that next point? It says, as a propitiation. What was that sacrifice for? It's this word that we don't really often use, propitiation. A lot of translations seem to kind of water this down a little bit, but we can't. It's such an important word. And if we want to understand that one of the reasons why Jesus died, we need to understand that word propitiation. It means the removal of wrath. God's, or Jesus' death means there is a removal of God's wrath from believing sinners. Propitiation is, is talking about the removal of God's wrath by providing a substitute 
for you and me, for those who, who repent and believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. This substitution is provided by God himself. Nothing that we have done. This is a substitute. Jesus Christ, it does not just cancel God's wrath. He absorbs God's wrath and diverts it from us to himself. God's wrath is just and it was spent, not withdrawn. That's why that word is, is so important, what propitiation means for you and for me. See, God's law demands that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, as Deuteronomy 6 verse 5 says. But here's the problem. We haven't done that. We have loved other things more than our God. This is what sin is. It's dishonoring, dishonoring God by preferring other things over him, being satisfied in other things over him, and acting on those preferences. That's why the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God in Romans 3.23. We glorify what we enjoy most. And we're all guilty of not enjoying God the most. See, sin isn't some small thing because it's not against a small God. The seriousness of an insult goes up with the dignity of the person who you are insulting. You know, when I come and, I, and, I, and I'm sarcastic or I'm, or I'm mean towards just a, a normal person, a friend of mine or something like that, it's not as much as, let's say, if I say those same words to, let's say, the Queen of England. The creator of the universe is infinitely worthy of respect and admiration and loyalty. So when we don't love him, it is not small potatoes. It's not something that is small. We, have a, we don't have a small God. It is treason against a holy God. It's a deformation of God and also destroys our happiness. So we see this whom God put forth and put, God put forward as a propitiation. And then it goes on by his blood. How is this propitiation? How does this wrath being absorbed by Jesus' death in our place? And don't we want a just and righteous God? Well, the obvious answer is yes. Yeah, yeah we do want a just and righteous God. We don't want a God who, 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 who sweeps the crimes under the rug. We want a God who is just. And he feels a holy wrath against sin. They deserve to be punished. And he has made this clear. For the wages of sin is death. And even in Ezekiel 18, it says, the soul who sins shall die. There's a holy curse that, that hangs over all sin. Not to punish would be unjust. 
the demeaning of God would be endorsed. A, a lie would reign at the core of reality. So that's why God comes and he says in Galatians 3 verse 10, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. It doesn't say there, it doesn't say there that it's because of the gospel. It, it doesn't stop there though. It doesn't stop at this curse because the gospel doesn't stop there either. See, God is not just content with showing his wrath, no matter how holy it is. So what does God do? He sends his own son to absorb his wrath and, and his son who bears the curse for all who trust in him. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. How? By becoming the curse for us as Galatians says. But as Romans continues on, it says, to be received by faith. That's where this next part of this verse comes. So that when we receive this by faith, as we rest and trust in this, Christ's death pays for our sin, and he has taken the wrath of God for our sin upon himself. Faith is the instrument of our justification. We are saved because of Christ's perfectly obedient life and his propitiating death. And as the passage continues on, this was to show God's righteousness. What does this show about who God is? That he is righteous. If God were not just, there would be no demand for his son to suffer and to die. If God were not loving, there would be no willingness for the Son to suffer and die. But God is both just and loving. That's why we see that he is, in his love, he is willing to meet the demands of his justice. We see this in 1 John 4, verse 10, which it says, In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be a propitiation for our sins. Don't miss what Jesus dying on the cross means. There is a curse that hangs over all of humanity. This curse is sin. We will never stand in awe of being loved by God until we reckon with the seriousness of our sin and what God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ, and how Jesus is our propitiation. It is only by grace that we can that we become more aware of our unworthiness of what God has done for us. We deserve to have his wrath poured out on us. But Jesus comes as our propitiation, as our substitute to not just get rid of God's wrath, but to absorb the wrath that was meant to be poured out on us. So when I look to the cross, I see that Jesus came to die to take God's wrath from me. Jesus dying on the cross shows us the wrath we've been saved from by the work of Jesus Christ. 
But the second thing that I see as I, as I look at the cross, as I look at Jesus' death for me, and, and as, I, as I ponder that question of why did Jesus die for me, I see that Jesus came to die to, sh- sorry, Jesus came to die to show us his love. As we see in Galatians 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, when I look at the cross, we see many things. You know, John Piper wrote a book that has 50 reasons why Jesus came to die. But we don't just see God's wrath, but we also see his love. When we look at the death of Christ, we don't just see God's love shown like we see in passages like John 3, 16. What what we also see is God's own love for us individually. See, the early witness who suffered most for being Christians were captured by this fact. Christ loved me and gave himself for me. They took the self-giving act of Christ's sacrifice so very personal. You know, the Christian would say, he loved me. He gave himself for me. So that's why Galatians says, I have been crucified with Christ. What Paul is talking about here is that the old self, the old person was the old person that he was before he trusted in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, with all of those sinful goals, with all of that pride, with all of that self-exalting desires, came to this immediate, decisive end. He died. So he says, it is no longer I who live. So he makes the next statement, which doesn't mean he has no personality of his own but that his own personal interests, his own personal goals no longer direct his life. Why? Because as he says, Christ lives who lives in me. It is now because of Jesus who directs and empowers all that he does. This is... This has to be how it works because he is a crucified man. Paul is a crucified man. And it is through Jesus that Paul gets any strength to go on living. Even for us, as we think about this in this time and age where anxiety is at an all new level and maybe you feel like you just can't keep going. How in the world could you keep on going anymore? I'm reminded of this right here. It is through Jesus that even Paul gets any strength to go on living. It is through Jesus that we have the strength to keep on living and to continue to bring God the glory. As he continues on, the life I now live in flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Paul seems to be saying that as he trusts Christ's moment by moment, Christ then works in and through Paul to give spiritual effectiveness to all that Paul does. And here is this amazing statement that shows the cross and how the cross also reminds us of the love of God because he says, who loved me and gave himself for me. 
Good Friday is good because it shows us how much Christ has loved us, how much God loves us. The fact that on the cross, Jesus bore believers' sin as their personal, individual substitute. We see that in that text, right? He and me shows that the crucifixion wasn't just some sort of impersonal act, some sort of mechanical transaction, but a personal expression of Christ's love for me, for you, if you have repented and believed. See, when I look at how Christ suffered and died, I see that I see all of what he has done for me. The act of suffering and and the death of Jesus are all about Christ's love for me personally. It is my sin that cuts me off from God, not just sin in general. It is my sin. It is my hard-heartedness and my spiritual numbness that that lowers and, and demeans the worth of Christ. I just think about this. Then I see Christ suffering and dying for for who? For whom? You know, Ephesians 5, verse 25 says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. You know, John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lays down his life for his friends. Matthew 10 or Matthew 20, verse 28 says, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so this brings me to this major question here. It leaves me with this question that is left in this text. You've got to ask yourself this question. Am I among the many that Jesus talks about in Matthew 20? How about this question? Am I one of his friends that he talks about in John 15, verse 13. You've got to ask yourself this question in light of what God has said in his word. You have to. Because without answering that question, yes, if it is a no, and if your life doesn't line up with that, you don't get to experience the propitiation of God. You don't get to experience the love of God of God, because both of those only come through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We've got to ask ourselves these things. You know, in Acts 16, 31, it says, and they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. In Romans 10, verse 13, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In Acts 10, 43, it says, to him all the prophets bear witness. To him, Jesus bears all prophet." There's witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. In John 1, we see, for to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Eternal life. See, when I read over these verses, I'm amazed by what God has done for me. When I am resting in the gospel, I am hit with this reality of the love that Jesus has for me. 
Good Friday reminds me that Jesus paid the highest price possible to give me the greatest gift possible. And what is it? It is the, it is the, the gift that he prays for. In John 17, verse 24, Father, I desire that they also whom have given, that you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory. See, Jesus died to secure this for us. And that is the love of Christ. See, Jesus dies on the cross to show the love we can experience through Jesus Christ. And as we've experienced that love, does that not permeate every area of our lives? You know, the Apostle Paul talks about how as husbands, as a husband, I am to love my wife as he has loved me. He also calls the church to, as he says in in verse 2 of chapter 5, walk in love as Christ loved you and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So what, you may ask? What's the big deal? And here it is. Jesus dying on the cross shows us the wrath we've been saved from and the love we can experience through Jesus Christ. Why does the cross give us hope? What makes this time such a good day? It's because of those things and so many more. By showing us God's wrath, it shows us how serious he takes sin, that sin is not a joke, but he also shows us how much he loves us by him being the propitiation for our sins. You know, someone was asking me this week online, what was so good about my Savior dying? Well, how about I just take a few moments and remind us once again that it is Good Friday. It reminds me that Jesus paid the highest price possible to give me the greatest gift possible. And what is that? Again, it's what Jesus says in John 17, verse 24, that I may be with him and experience his glory. See, in his suffering and his death, we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. He died to secure this for us. That is the love of Christ. Good Friday is good because Christ has absorbed the wrath that was due for me. Good Friday is good because it shows me how much Christ loves me. Jesus died on the cross, shows us the wrath we've been saved from and the love we can experience through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for a good Friday. I thank you for this reminder that we have of how good Friday is. As we enter into this weekend, as we end this holy week, Lord, I pray that you remind us of how good Good Friday is. But may we also remember that this is not the end, that the story continues on. Let us look to Sunday and the hope that that offers us as well. May you continue to be glorified.